When we're young, we move with freedom and confidence, with a great resilience to injury. But somewhere along the line, we develop poor habits and become more vulnerable to back pain. Back Pain Solutions features evidence-based and practical advice to help you take back control of your health and get back to the activities you love. This is your guide to better back health through movement. So join us as we demystify some of the commonly held beliefs about back pain and build your confidence to a stronger back the smart way. Welcome back to the Back Pain Solutions podcast, everybody, with me, Ben James, and as always, my co-host, Jacob Stain, where we're here to help educate you on your back health and get you back to the activities you love. As always, head on over to smartstrong.co.uk, get a free copy of our ebook, download that, and start taking back control of your back health in the next seven days. Some real great, actionable advice to really start to take back control of your back health and start to understand some of the issues, the problems that a lot of people are facing and some of the things that they're doing every day that are causing their back pain to remain or to get worse. So take advantage, get on over and have a read and give us some feedback because it's always welcome. Today, we're talking something a little bit different. We're talking about bone broth or bouillon becoming more and more popular as a nutritional supplement or even a replacement food in the diet. What's that got to do with back health? Why would you consider it? Well, we're going to answer those questions today on this episode of the Back Pain Solutions podcast. So Jacob, this is something that you've been taking, making for some time. I haven't. And it's something as always, uh, as I'm looking at reviewing nutrition and the foods that I eat, it's something that I've been reading about and considering. Why should I consider it? Why did you consider it? And are you making your own? Are there good places to buy it? Let's dive in, ask and answer some of those questions. Thank you, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I've been using the bullion for, or I've been making my own bullion for a few years now, actually. I'm currently on my third crockpot because they don't last that long when you do 20-hour or 30-hour bullion sessions on a constant or regular basis. And oh, so you you you're wiping out your you're wiping out your slow cookers. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. Your yeah, yeah. The first one I took back and the shop said, you know, it was within a year you can have another one. But the second one, when that broke, I had to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You, have you got any recommendations? Just quickly? Just for the, the listeners? The crock pot, the basic crock pot. I've got the four point seven, I think it's nearly five liters in 4.7 or 5.7 it's the biggest one out there and it has a ceramic bowl and i quite like that that it's not a, a non-stick metal bowl i like the idea that it's a, a ceramic coated bowl which is natural you know what i mean yeah got you okay so be prepared to wipe them out within a year <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately i'd like them to, lo- to last a little bit longer but that's just how it goes and yeah, so there's a business opportunity yes Pot. So I, um, I've, I've been using it for a long time now and I always have a very good feeling from it, you know, and I'm already eating quite healthily. So it's, it's not that I have this amazing change when I have the bouillon, but as a snack throughout the day, it works perfect for me. And so it's kind of an addition rather than a replacement for you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and okay. also for my wife, if she wants to you know, have a snack and she doesn't want to necessarily get some calories into her body, especially not in the form of carbs. And, you know, we're eating quite low carb. 
So if we want to get a snack in that's salty and good for the gut and contains a little bit of fat, not a lot, depends on how much you leave in there, but is packed with nutrients, then the bouillon works amazingly well. Okay. And and where did you start with it? Did you did you buy it? Because increasingly now it's available, isn't it? For from whether it's online in shops, farm shops, maybe you can you can buy it pre-prepared. Did you ever do that? Is it is it an easy option to start with, or did you just crack on and and just make your own and test and iterate and change and yeah, I, get the I recipe start, that was good for you or that you? I started straight off making my own because I was I was quite often I read around a little bit and I, I saw especially the GAPS diet, G-A-P-S by uh, Campbell. Uh, she and, and their protocol is, is very much into, it, their protocol is, is aimed at fixing the gut for a big part. And they use a lot of yeah bu- bouillon related products, all homemade, you know, with great advice and, and really good information and some science to back it up. And so that's where I started. That's where I got motivated to start my bouillon and start experimenting. And in the beginning, I had a, f- I had a fair few batches that were awful. And I'm going to give some yeah. tips today into making sure that it's, you know, you don't, don't go through all the mess I went through. But if you, if you get it right, it's really tasty and it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you say, do you, are you doing any fasting and, and taking bouillon? or bone broth, uh, drinking it uh, during your kind of weekly nutritional plan? Or is it, like you say, just a, an addition more than anything? It's, it's, it's more than just an addition. I do the fasting mimicking diet maybe once in two weeks. I've been a little bit lazy lately, but I try. and I, If I can, I aim to do it once in two weeks, sometimes once, once in three weeks. And so I take a whole day where I only have an avocado in the morning, avocado in the evening. You know, so I keep my, my carb intake very low and I have a, a high source of fat. And then throughout the day, I drink my homemade bouillon just to make sure I nourish my gut and the bacteria in my gut. Because as we know, if you fast, especially for a whole day, you don't eat anything throughout the day, then... You, you you have the danger of your gut bacteria uh, changing and that actually becoming a problem when you start eating the following day again. But the, the bouillon helps to maintain the gut profile, the bacteria profile, just like it is. And so you get through that nicely and smooth, you know. Got it, got it. And are you, are you uh, drinking it cold, warm, or does it matter? Always warm, always warm. So I, is I have that a little palatable thing or just sorry, is it a is it is it about the the, the palatable making it nicer to drink exactly. if it's warmer or is that a nutritional thing as well? Um no more for the taste exactly. So sure. I have a little milk jug and I just I know how much I have to scoop out, whether it's for myself or for myself and my wife and then or a friend sometimes. And so I just heat it up in a little milk milk jug uh, very quickly, you know on the hob yeah yeah okay let's talk about some of the science behind it and then we talk talk about how you prepare it what you what some of the tips you have uh for making it quantities um you know on a daily basis that you would you would consider or recommend and um then we can kind of link it back into well why could this be good for for back health and and not just 
back health, gut health, but you know, musculoskeletal health as well. So there is a lot of research now. Obviously, we've talked previously about uh, nutritional, uh, the depth of nutrition and the depth of nutritional advice out there. What are some of the benefits that, that you've come across that maybe you've experienced by taking bouillon on a daily basis? Yeah, so, so to be honest, I think the benefits I feel or that I've noticed myself is the fact that I feel good. You know, I mean, when I know my gut is doing well, the rest of my body is doing well, generally speaking. For sure, if my gut is not doing well, then the rest of my body isn't doing well. So that's my makeup and that's what I'm very aware of. And so that's something I pay attention to. But if we look at the research, and I, I was looking a little bit, and there isn't really that much research on bullion itself. I, you know, I, I read one, one, one person was describing it as such saying that it's very difficult to trace what all these what all the the nutrients in the bouillon is exactly doing and but you know besides that if you go and look at what's in the bouillon then you really get an idea of okay what's this stuff going to do for me and so that's the question you know what are you drinking what's inside the bouillon and that depends yes. very much on the type of bone broth that you're making so are you using fish bones? Are you using chicken bones? Are you using uh, cow bones or, or game? So I quite often, I ask the butcher, the local butcher in the hunting season, uh, he knows me by now. So he just, he calls me over and say, I've got some game bones. Would I like it? And I'm like, yeah, please. And so he just, he prepares uh, one kilogram packs for me. And I'll take maybe 10, one kilogram packs of bones and I'll freeze it in, and then on a weekly basis, I'll just defrost it and, and prepare it, you know? Yeah, and a question here, I guess, around the bones that, that you get from the, the butcher, in what kind of format are they? Because I, I asked that question, you know, is it for people that maybe are at home, they'll cook a chicken for a, maybe a Sunday lunch or for a meal, can they just take that, that kind of chicken carcass, throw that in the stock pot, or what what should they be looking for if they're considering doing that or if they're looking to source bones because i think that's a quite a key point if you're looking to make your own yeah so i in the beginning i i was i was buying whole chickens and i was uh deboning them myself you know and i must be honest i'm not a butcher so i think quite often it was it was a mess, you know, I, I, if I, I had to take the chicken breast out in one piece, it came out in two pieces, or I had to cut little bits off the bone at the end, and that was my lack of skill. But I, I, was, I was doing that a lot. I was buying a few chickens, and I was deboning them, and so I would use those carcasses to, to, to make my own bouillon. And when you say deboning, you were literally just getting as much of the tissue off the bones that you could, and, and it was literally bone, or were you leaving some of the, the tissue on just, just out of interest? Yeah, the, 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 the chicken wings and the legs, I didn't debone them. I just deboned the rest of the, of, the, of the chest and the back as much as I mm -hmm. can. And then afterwards, I would keep the chicken leg bones and the chicken wings, you know, the leftovers, and I would use those also for, uh, for making bouillon. But, I, you know, in the beginning I was doing that, but the point I want to make is that after a while, I've got a busy schedule. After a while, it just didn't go anymore. So I, I thought, you know, this is way too much work. Yeah. And, and uh, it's great if I didn't have much else to do. 
and I'd like to be efficient and I don't want to waste and I want to use everything. But in the end, I was just like, okay, no, I, you know, the amount of stock or broth that I'm making, I need to figure out something else. So I, then I started going to the butcher and at the butcher, I specifically tell him, okay, well, look, you have a few choices. You can, you can ask just for bones and you're going to be making bone broth and that's good, but you can, if you want to be more specific, you want to get more gelatin, gelatin off the bone, then you need to ask for knee and ankle. And so okay. the, the butcher knows very well what you mean with this, and they know very well what it's used for. So they're not going to look at you strange or, or ask you, well, uh, knee or ankle, what are you going to do with that? So they know very well. They will take a whole knee and they will cut it into pieces for you. So you have little blocks and... That means you've got more surface area, obviously, of the knee instead of putting the whole knee in the in the slow cooker. And you can just see the amount of cartilage in the ankle and in the knee, but even beforehand. So you know, okay, wow, this is when you when you boil this up, it's gonna it's gonna provide you with a lot of gelatin, a lot of cartilage. And so then you get that. Yeah, let's. Yeah, no, go for it. And gelatin. Let's talk about gelatin because that that's a key component of of bouillon of bone bone broth that uh, is a benefit and is has a lot of nutritional benefits for us in terms of consumption. So that's um, uh, amino acids, essential amino acids, but you know also iron, vitamin A, K, fatty acids, etc. And uh, and this is where a lot of the benefits are coming from nutritionally. Yeah. So the the the, the cartilage from the that's on the bone that's get that gets broken down into or that becomes gelatin when you when you boil it up and remember the idea is not to boil it the the idea is to have it simmering so you know it's just lightly bubbling and in a slow cooker the benefit of that is you can set it for 20 hours the max is 20 hours on the on the setting and so it can just slowly bubble away and so we don't we keep the temperature just high enough, but we're not boiling it. So we're not destroying as much as we would when we have a really hot boiling pot. Uh, the cartilage becomes gelatin. And in the gelatin, which obviously then becomes a, a, a running substance or a runny substance in the bouillon, that contains the essential amino acids. So it's packed with amino acids. And that, that's amazing that you're actually you're drinking that, you know. Yes, exactly. And and uh, are you saying? Well, would you recommend that this could be a, instead of taking other supplements, or again alongside? Again, as always, depends on the the balance of your diet overall. Anyway, you know, clearly, I, I think you are better off taking or having bouillon bone broth if you do it properly than buying chondroitin sulfate or glucosamine supplements. Absolutely. You know, then you're getting it in a natural form. Uh, it's exactly what mm -hmm. you should be getting. And it's not been going through a, a processed or a process where they prepare it for you and make it into a power or a tablet. So I think absolutely. Yeah, this is massively beneficial. And instead, um, most likely, I mean, I've not looked at research, but you know, I have a gut feeling the amount of amino acids that you get in from the gelatin is just it's just ample yeah and obviously the 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 other additional benefit from a nutritional point of view when we're talking 
gelatin specifically, we know that the research has shown increase in the amount of collagen in tissues as a result. And clearly, when we're trying to relate this back to back pain specifically, we know that back pain generally is a result of tissue damage, often the case. So this is specifically aimed at, along with other nutritional approaches, maximizing that healing process supporting that healing process so that we can maximize our potential for recovery not just focus on as always symptoms of a back problem and trying to get to that root cause and just deal with it just with the exercise based approach or um or other uh, you know tests and procedures but nutritionally if we're optimum then we're supporting those tissues collagen is such a big component of connective tissues whether it's ligaments muscles tendons and as a result if we're taking supplements like this such as bullion then clearly that could be a beneficial aid in our recovery absolutely and you know that's what i tell a lot of my patients as well just try it just try it you know i've I've convinced a few patients to actually buy a slow cooker over the years yeah (laughs) Some of them are doing it in a pot, but, um, you know, and I, I remember one patient quite clearly. She lives on a farm here in the Netherlands, and she, we made a massive plan for her. You know, she had a, a lower back vertebrae, was really not looking good on the x-ray. And, you know, if I remember well, there was a bit of end plate disruption and a bit of swelling in the bone. And I said, okay, let's give it six months. And worked out a little training program, but we just notched up her diet and we added some bouillon in there and she was up and open for everything and, and she just went straight for it. And within a few months, it was, um, you know, the recovery was just amazing. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, as always, this isn't, this isn't something to take that's going to cure your back pain. This is just that supplement on that journey to recovery, as are a lot of the other bits of information that we share and the advice that we provide you know this is all just supplementary and supporting that that recovery so like you say jacob it's a case of saying to patients you know try it let's let's rethink the diet let's rethink nutrition as well as focusing on passive techniques certainly exercise based approach to back recovery let's look at the other things that could support that journey to recovery and this is just one of those things and the the nutritional value that you get from bone broth bouillon is such that it's going to support musculoskeletal health so it's certainly going to be a benefit it's not going to give you any negative uh, results so why not give it a go why not try it you know it, it, it's it's a no-brainer alongside other uh, other approaches and with that in mind you can buy it now pre-made but that's quite costly you said you've always made your own what's What's a good recipe for people as a as a takeaway to to maybe start in the next couple of days? Obviously, you've got to find a, a source of bones to be efficient from what you're saying. So having a discussion with local butchers and things, that's not not a big hurdle. But in terms of a recipe to make it palatable, tasty, um, and get that get that right nutritional value, what's what's your approach at the moment? So I so here's the biggest tip that I learned after a few batches that I had to really force myself finishing. It wasn't really that bad, but it was, you know, it, it could have been better. 
so the, the first biggest tip, you'll see it online as well, is you can either make it, you can boil it up without having cooked the bones first, or you can put your bones in the oven for 20 minutes on a medium temperature and let it cook through. And so that makes a big difference in the taste. If you pre-bake in the oven your bones, so you have some heat going through the whole bone, you know, depending on how big your bones are. For chicken bones, it's going to be a little bit less. If it's if it's big, uh, if it's knee and ankle and, and bones like that, then you have to cook it a little bit longer. And then you basically have the taste in your bouillon that it's been it's been cooked, you know, instead of the the raw bone that you just boil up. And so that makes a big difference for the taste. And if we look at a recipe. So I keep it simple. And so just back, just back on that, Jacob, what sort of temperature, how long would you would you put the bones in the oven for? I'd go for 20 minutes, depending on your oven, and depending, you know, medium, medium temperature, 160. But uh, keep an eye on it. So you don't want to burn the cartilage. You want to make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. that stays intact. Otherwise, that, that's where you get the nutrients from. So you, you don't want it to go, you don't want to scorch the, the, uh, the cartilage. And sure. then okay so about about medium heat 20 minutes Should and then and then the uh, recipe i would i would say like i say i keep it quite basic so i prepare my bones in the oven then i put them in my uh, uh, crock pot and then i add two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar and so what i know of that is that it helps to draw minerals out of the bones and also uh, affects the flavor positively and then I put a, a lot of salt so I'll put like three medium heaped tablespoons of Celtic sea salt that's you know that's a fair bit of salt I put mixed herbs that's why you know I just keep it simple with a fair bit of mixed herbs and then I'll switch it up between just dried I'm, mixed herbs just dried either Italian or herb de Provence French mixed herbs and then I'll put, you know, if I'm lazy, I'll just chuck two onions in there. But I don't peel them. I just cut them in half. And that's good enough because they cook through. You know, that, you know, so like I cook a lot. And I hate, hate, the thing I hate the most is peeling the onions. <laughs> <laughs> I share that frustration. Yeah. Um, and then okay, so two onions. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to put onions, you put like celery. And sure. um, let me see. That's. Uh, yeah, that's all I do. So then I fill the water up almost to the brim. So it's bubbling away a little okay. bit. You, you don't want it to, to. So no set volume. Just fill it. Just fill it. Just fill it up. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. If you have if you have the big crock pot and you have one kilogram of bones, you fill it up, and it provides you with about three and a half liters of uh, bouillon. Nice. And then you twenty hours. Twenty hours exactly. Uh, sometimes it'll go into the uh, keeping it warm setting after 20 hours if I'm not getting to it quick enough. So I suppose it's a little bit longer, but yeah, minimum 20 hours. And then what you're doing uh, with it afterwards? How are you getting it out? What what are you storing it in? And uh, and and how often or how much are you are you taking on a daily basis? So the the crock pot's handy. You take the ceramic bowl with everything inside of it out of the crockpot uh crockpot itself you know the the casing which heats yeah. up the the, the 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 bowl 
And so I take that out and then I have a big pot and I have a, a, a biggish sieve. And so I pour, so I kind of, I, I have a big uh, metal spoon with holes in it and I, I make sure the bones don't go along, but I keep them in the crock pot. And then I pour all the juice through the sieve. So all the herbs and things get caught up in the sieve. And then um, I leave the bones in the crock pot with the onions and everything. And then I have all the juice in this big bowl. I you know, take the sieve out and then I let it cool down for usually five, six hours, you know, or I, from the morning till the evening when I get back. So I don't want to put this hot, big hot pot in the fridge. I want it to cool down first and then I put it in the fridge and overnight, next morning, I'll have this thick layer of fat on top of the bouillon. And that's what a lot of people think. They think, oh, there's a lot of, they look at bouillon and they go, oh, there's a lot of fat on it or in it. And actually there's almost no fat in it. All the fat goes to the top and I, I scrape that off. Okay. And, so, and so then you have that, just the, then you have a gelatinous thick substance. And then I, I use a, a glass mug and I scoop that out into glass jars, 500 milliliter glass jars. Okay. And then you'll freeze it ultimately and take one out a day exactly. maybe or exactly so in the beginning i was like oh can i can i freeze this glass jar f with bouillon and i was like you know it's gonna it's gonna break or something and i've i've only had a couple of times where the glass jar actually broke and that's because i filled it up too much and so when it froze it expanded and it, it expanded and it popped off the bottom part of the glass jar so don't fill it up too much. If you if you leave like a centimeter free at the top, then you don't have to be afraid of putting your glass jars in the uh, in the freezer. It's going to be absolutely fine. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. And I bet other people have fallen foul of that in the past and that expense. So great point. So that's a great simple recipe to add a little bit of nutritional value to the diet pretty easily as as always. You know, getting those bones. Uh, maybe an initial challenge, but once you overcome that hurdle, it's qu clearly quite a simple thing to make. And the the gelatin and the nutritional benefits that you'll get for musculoskeletal health, back health, it's absolutely worth a try. And what we're saying is it's a supplement. Clearly, it's not going to be a magic potion, but we've got to try these things. And if you're suffering, along with our advice, give it a go give it a whirl. And as always, thank you, Jacob. And for people listening, please head over to the iTunes website and uh, give us a rating, give us a review. It helps to increase the show value as we learn lessons from the feedback we're getting and also helps us to answer some of the questions that we're getting in and shape some of the episodes that we do moving forward. So we really appreciate the reviews and the ratings that we've got so far so thank you everybody that's done that and as always head on over to the smartstrong.co.uk website it's contact us page throw us some questions we're here to help and we'll continue adding value as we move forward with future episodes so jacob thanks again thanks everyone for listening and we'll join you again on the next show 